Our series of debt talks from our participants, our guests here at the Verisage Symposium continues. Um, Hugh Watson, we've met recently. We've been having a great time here at the event. Uh, I'm looking forward to what you guys have to say. You guys are going back to back, huh? This is like a battling thing. To, to Worst for last. Right. Okay. No. No. And you're 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 gonna you're bringing up bringing us up, close us out strong, the two of you. So I'm looking forward to it. Hugh Watson, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. So today I want to talk about feelings, and feelings are a weird thing for lawyers to talk about. Most lawyers go into law to avoid feelings. A lot of lawyers don't have any feelings. So why do I want to talk about feelings? It could be the mild scurvy I think I have from eating Texan food for the last week. I don't think I've seen a vegetable, let alone eaten one. It could be Greg. I'm feeling homesick after your terrific, terrific impersonation the other day. It made me think of the toothless Scottish pirate that lives next to me in Australia. So it was good. But, but no, no, the real reason I want to talk about feelings is out of the wonderful, wonderful content from the Art of Value Pricing, the Art of Value conference that I've been lucky enough to be at, feelings was really the most important thing that came out to me. Not warm feelings towards the rest of you, that, whatever. Um, it, it was more the importance of putting the client back into what I do, their values, their beliefs, their thoughts, what they feel, putting the humanness of the client back into my practice. Um, so what I thought I'd do as a good convict is tell you about my crimes. And this is sort of a lesson to those of us that are on the value pricing journey. Um, at Moores, I've been doing it for six or so years. I've been lucky enough to be doing it for three years. But my three or four examples are just examples of how easy it is to fall off the bandwagon if you lose sight of that the importance of the feelings, if you lose sight of the humanness of your clients. As Ron said, value is a feeling and, you know, I had forgotten that as lawyers and potentially other consultants would want to do. So my first example is how terrifically I've been doing the value conversations. We think about value, we discuss value, we conjecture about value. Being a good lawyer though, I found it much, much, much more efficient not to bother talking to the client about that. <laughs> I knew best, I would work out what their value was. You know, I did not take the time to have that human conversation. Yep, what's your problem? Okay, I'll get back to you. Wonder what their value is. Yeah, I think that's what their value is. So clearly not the right way to do things, but it shows you that you can think you're doing the value conversation, but a conversation by definition requires some backwards and forwards, a tennis match. If you're hitting your ball up against the wall, it's not really a conversation. Uh, the second example I have is options. Um, as a diligent student of Ron and now David Wells, who's been spruiking value pricing for many years, I always started with options. But over time, I was finding for my, for my more basic, my more run-of-the-mill engagements, I could invariably pick what option the client would go for. So again, why bother? It's more efficient just to have one scope, one price. I'll save me the trouble and I'll save them the time. You know, predictable results. My success rate has been going down of late. So again, I was ignoring the fact that options weren't for my benefit. Options were to address the psychology of the client or the customer. It was to give them a choice, to create a benchmark, et cetera, et cetera. I had ignored the human 
in the other side and just thought it was a process that I was following with. You know, value pricing is not a process. Third example, you know, I'd, I've been lucky enough to be schooled by some very good old school partners that taught me the importance of responsiveness, attention to detail, excellent research, exemplary client service. So that's how I practice. I wouldn't want to practice another way because, you know, I, I just wouldn't feel good about it. So I just won't bother telling people about it. I won't tell them about the service guarantee. I won't tell them that I'm available 24 hours a day if they need to call, because I just do that. You know, but then I'm losing pitches to other clients, to other law, law firms, sorry, that are a bit cheaper, that aren't offering that service guarantee, that aren't offering that unlimited access. I need to be telling clients about this because the human in the client wants to see that. They want to get that. The fourth and final, thankfully, the fourth and final example I have is technical competency, technical proficiency, it won't set lawyers free. You know, we think we do a great job technically. Black letter law, plain English, timely, targeted, business acumen. We put that all out in our advice and we think, done, send it off. But for a lot of clients, they couldn't tell the difference between a legally correct or an incorrect document. You know, they'll know if something's easy to understand. They'll know if it's timely. They'll know if you answer their calls. But I have been forgetting to ask clients is this all you needed? Did this help you? Did this get your manager off the back? Did this help you deal with a difficult contractor? As a person, is this the service that you wanted? Is this the product that you wanted? I've been ignoring how I deal with these clients, to use your language. I need to change the conversation, to use some other people's theories. You know, I need to reframe my conversation around the customer or the client, what they're getting, not what I'm delivering. So, the last four days, the last week, has been you know, a terrific learning opportunity for me. As I said, Moores has been doing this for six years, but like you gentlemen, the last week has just you know, blown my mind and there's so much that we need to implement in what we do. You know, value pricing isn't just about the price. I now really appreciate. It's about everything. It's about pitching you know, great scopes, having great questions, selling ambitious prices. Um, it, it's about you know, training staff, it's about project managing well, and it's about building deep relationships and always creating value. So it's actually quite hard to do. <laughs> <laughs>